Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Seriously, folks, love them. And let's dive into today's episode. I titled it, Where to Put the Emphasis. I know that's probably confusing, maybe, per se, but... I wanted you to sort of think through a little bit. As teachers, you know, we talk about lifelong learning. We talk about failure is the first step towards learning or first step in learning. That's how what fail means. Uh, we say all these little cliches, if you will. And I, and I believe truly in our hearts of hearts, at least in my heart, in this guy's heart, he believes those things. But at the end of the day, where do we put the emphasis, right? As, as a game designer, as a game thinker, as a, as a teacher that has definitely incorporated those game mechanics into his classroom. When I think like a gamer, not, we're not talking about school here in the moment, but just when I think about a gamer, when I'm, when I'm looking at a board game and trying to unlock, you know, the win in, in the board game and how to, how to lay out my strategy in that board game so that I can achieve that win that I'm searching for. I'm definitely looking at the board game itself and what does it reward? What, what is it emphasizing? Oh, this one, it wants you to collect sets. Or clearly going to war in this game is going to be where you get the most points. Building the city is the most points, right? Or some combination there within. But I am optimizing towards what the board game is emphasizing. And now, take that story I just told you and think about our classrooms, think about our schools. We can say that failures first attempt in learning but if our grade structure if if the win condition for this class says otherwise then the gamer the strategizer is going to quickly shift their focus and and based on your emphasis based on your maybe it's your district's emphasis it's not yours but at the end of the day where do you put the emphasis on your projects in your classroom in your grades this idea came to me because in my class I've been working on a project and for those of you that have read my book and been part of this podcast community know that I do something called the adventure path and the adventure path is an opt-in activity and what the kids know about this is that it will require a little more work a little more effort and a lot more independence. I don't really help them too much on it. Uh, it's a little almost self-study-ish. Lots of different ones. We could do a whole session on that. As always, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the audience. If you want to do a well-played podcast focusing on Adventure Paths, let me know. That's always good. You can use the hashtag wellplayedpodcast or at Mr. Matera or both. Love it. All right, so that aside... We're doing this adventure path, and it's rather independent. And on this one, we were making a museum. As a, All those that signed up for the adventure path had to kind of make an artifact, make the plaque that goes along with it. And then I kind of just inspirationally told them whatever you could do as a class to elevate that, right? Could you name your museum? Could you bring in some things like tablecloths or whatever to make this look a little cleaner, a little nicer. Could your plaques all use the same fonts, right? 
I didn't give them all the suggestions, but the kids definitely unlocked those suggestions and did, did, did that. And it was awesome. It was epic. I loved it. And after I walked around the museum and kind of scored everybody and kind of wrote some feedback down for everybody, <clears throat> I had them all circle up on the floor. And I said, hey, we're going we're gonna to process this a little bit as a team. And here lies the emphasis, right? Kids are probably waiting for me to describe, you know, the, the good or maybe the bad, right? Point out the areas that could have been better. And to kind of lull them into that a little bit, I started with that. I said, how about we begin by commenting on somebody else's project? And let's open the discussion that way. And I said... I will eventually get to the things I have to say, but let's start with you guys. And we kind of just went around calling on some people that said, well, I like Greg's this, that, and the other. I thought it was really neat how Susan did this, that, and the other. Okay, right? We did that. We went around the horn that way, and kids shared, shared their thoughts, shared their ideas, and there was a lightheartedness. Everybody was complimenting each other. And the kids, I mean, by and large, did really well. I didn't have too many bad projects. Uh, I offered some constructive criticism as well as some compliments to kind of the whole class. Like I gave the whole class kind of props for the organization and the, the setup of, a, of the museum and some of the ideas of ways they clicked it up. It was, it was, it was great. Uh, but then the conversation took a, took a major turn and they, they didn't see it coming and I loved it and I think it's where you put the emphasis. That's where I got the idea of this podcast. I asked them a question. I said, would anybody be willing to share a blooper scene from this project? And they kind of scratched their head and I said, you know, you've, you've seen the movies when the credits rolling and they show the little thing of their actors and actresses like messing up the lines, blanking on a line stumbling over a line, tripping and falling as they come in, whatever. What was your blooper moment from this project where you tried something, you started down the, you, you were gluing together some sticks and you ran out of sticks or it looked garbage or like you fell asleep and the glue stuck to your hair. What was your blooper moment in this project? And one kid bravely raises his hand and starts sharing his story and we all kind of laugh a little bit and uh, all of a sudden, you notice, like, as the, he's sharing, two or three people start to raise their hand. That bravery to kind of focus on the mistake, focus on the pivot point. I know we're all kind of sick of hearing how are you going to pivot from, I don't know if we're over that PTSD from COVID, that first year COVID, and everybody had to pivot. That word got so overused. But hearing kids talk through the strategy of, changing their project, changing maybe even the organization of the project, maybe changing the project in and of itself. They stopped going for building this Julius Caesar thing or building the Coliseum thing. They, they literally switched whole topics. <clears throat> now, this is later in the year. I already know who my anxious learners are. I already know who's got high anxiety and uh, who's got high confidence and this kind of thing. Watching some of the kids that I know are a little more anxious, a little less confident, Hear people express frustration, express that their plans didn't execute perfectly, that even this project that we're all complimenting, that we just complimented the round before, the designer of that project had even a bigger vision that this, what's here, isn't what they wanted, and that they're somewhat like 
Oh, better luck next time. Lowered those kids' anxieties. They they realized there was like an aha moment. Like, oh my gosh, like my project's not the way I wanted it either. Like I had this other idea and they raised their hand, they start sharing. And they talk about how they started with clay and that didn't work and they switched to the sticks and that was terrible and they ended up just drawing it and it's not really what they wanted, but the drawing did replicate more what they were going for. They couldn't find the right medium and then they ran out of time. Processing all that as a class was so eye-opening to me and I, that we were putting the emphasis on the journey and, and more specifically on the sort of resiliency of the students in this project as opposed to that end result. And, the, and this, this just blew my mind. It blew their mind. And we ended up talking all about those bloopers and the pivot points and the frustration and how did they pick themselves up? What strategies did you have? What roadblocks did you hit? And it did just stop you dead in your tracks. All the while, in the backdrop is their museum that they did a really good job on. Yet we're focusing on the journey, not the backdrop. I mean, we spent a little bit of going around the horn, like I like Jake's this and Susie's that. But for the most part, we processed the journey and we processed those pivot points, those bloopers. I saw the frustration go down on some of those kids' face uh, faces. I showed, I saw them share out their their blooper moments, uh, and ultimately, I think. We all got better because of it, and the emphasis was on the growth. The emphasis on was on the resiliency. The emphasis was on you're not finished yet as a sixth grader, right? That even though these projects are great, uh, there's still more to be had. And that, for me, inspired this episode. Like, where do we put the emphasis in our classrooms? I think... We need to be mindful of that. We talk about failure, yet we still at parent-teacher conferences talk about a kid's quiz average, or we still write an email home about a kid missing three assignments or something like that, right? We're, we're still emphasizing, I need grades in this grade book. I'm still emphasizing this percentage isn't where it needs to be, or I'm still emphasizing that you are only beginning and you should be at developing or secure at this point. Uh, then then the marks totally matter. Then the projects totally matter as opposed to the process mattering. I think the, the if we could start having greater conversations in our classrooms with our kids about the inputs as opposed to the outputs, what are you doing to shift this project? What are you doing to move the needle on this on this project, on the creativity, on the the careful crafting of it. Let's focus on the inputs as opposed to solely focusing on the outputs. It's almost too late when we focus on the output as teachers, right? If if I'm passing judgment after the project has happened, sure, the kid might remember that the next project, but I don't know about you. I don't do project after project. After, they, they cannot rapidly iterate on that. However, when we focus on the inputs, when we talk, when we talk about that, they are constantly able to adjust inputs on even tomorrow's lesson, right? What was your effort? What was your focus? Were you dependable? Did you do what you had to do the night before to prepare for the next day in our project? That, that advice, that focus question 
thinking through that helps them even if we just have a regular class tomorrow. Like, hey, I guess I should probably focus on my inputs to get better outputs as opposed to let's focus on the outputs and almost never talk about the inputs or the inputs seem so far disconnected. I, I Let's move that around. Let's spin the old lazy Susan of education so that we're talking way more about the inputs and, and caring about the inputs and de-emphasize the output, so to speak. The entire conversation can exist with the inputs and I think yield greater results. So that's... That is what I was thinking when I came up with this episode idea. I hope it has made sense to you. I hope it makes you think a little bit of ways you could ask that blooper reel question on a project you have. It was great for me. I think it's going to be great for you. It lowers the anxiety, yields great results, has kids bond. It's a simple shift, but it's a powerful one. All right, everybody. I hope you have a great week. I hope you play on.